It's time to meet the next generation of Columbus Blue Jackets. This is the Pipeline Podcast, presented by Ruoff Mortgage. Let's see who's coming down the pipeline today with your host, Dylan Tire. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Pipeline Podcast. It's great to be back as always, but this week we're going to go in a little bit different of a direction. We're not going to talk with a new Blue Jackets prospect, and we're not going to do as lengthy of an interview. Instead, we're going to do a little double dip. First up, we're going to chat with the Blue Jackets Director of Player Personnel and Cleveland Monsters General Manager Chris Clark. Then we're going to chat with Monsters rookie Luca Del Belbaluz, who, of course, we got to know after he was drafted by the Blue Jackets last year, but we haven't talked to him since he's become a pro. So that's what that chat's going to be about. But really, you can tell the focus this week is on the Cleveland Monsters, the Blue Jackets AHL affiliate. And that's because they have had a terrific start to their season. The Monsters are sitting in first place in the North Division. They're 13-5-1 at the time of this recording, and they're 7-2-1 in their last 10 games. This is a team that's really firing on all cylinders right now, and I mean that. They've got lots of depth in the forward group. They've got tons of experience in Blue Jackets prospects on the blue line, and they're goaltending has also been very solid as well between Jet Greaves and Pavel Chayan. Not to mention, Daniil Tarasov is there on a conditioning assignment right now. So, long story short, the Monsters are off to a fabulous start this year, and I wanted to figure out why it's been so good. So, first up, we're going to hear from Chris Clark as he talks about what has made the Monsters so successful. Monsters are in first place in the Northern Division. In your opinion, what has made the team so good this year? I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, obviously, we we've had some guys down from the big club, um, down from Columbus that we, you know, weren't expecting or wouldn't normally have on uh, on any given year because these guys are they're legit NHL players. We're just uh, giving them some ice time down here with us, and you know, when they're on the ice and you know on the power play, they. They look the part. They look like they're an NHL player. So it's it's been it's been good for us, you know, to go through a winning process and learn how to win, um, and also for our young guys to see what it takes because these guys on a daily basis are doing, you know, going about their way as an NHL player. You know, whether it's Robbie or, or Bemstrom or, or, or Johnson or Blankenberg, these, these guys are all, you know, they've all legit played in the NHL. So they, you know, for our young guys to see what they're doing on a daily basis, I think has been really beneficial to us. What excites you the most about the monsters? Um, I, I just think it's it's you know we have top to bottom, um, we have guys sitting out that should be in games. They deserve to be in games. It's just we can only play, you know, twenty players at a time with the two goalies. Uh, so it's I, th- I think the depth that we have this year, which we haven't had in in quite a few years, um, I think that's that's the biggest that's the best thing about our team. You know, we can plug in anybody and they're going to do well. Um, it's been the hardest decisions between myself and the coaches um, to have players out of the lineup, or we, we sent a few guys down to the East Coast League um, and, and brought a couple of them back as well because you know they went down and, and and played their game down there. So it's it's just something that you know is a part of the process, but that that's really exciting because there's depth and there's a lot of skill and there's a lot of potential um, this year. You bring up the coaching staff there. Why do you think it works so well with Trent Vogelhuber? Because whenever guys come up from Cleveland, I've talked to them and they love the way that he coaches. Yeah, well, he's honest. 
Um, he's been in that position. Um, you know, he hasn't been that that call-up player, but when he was playing in the American League, he was the guy that had to work his butt off for everything he, he got. Um, and he appreciates honesty when he played. You know, he's, he's had coaches probably that weren't honest with him, and he has coaches that were. And, and I think that honesty goes a long way. Some guys, some players don't like it. Or, or, you know, don't like it at the time, but really, really value it as, as it goes along. So I think that's the biggest thing. And obviously he knows what he's doing. X is the nose and with Mike Havlin and, and Latest too and, and all the guys down there. I think they do a really good job of of making sure they're prepared. You know, they're we're, we're trying to win games, but we're, we're, you know, the other half of that is trying to prepare players for when the time comes for them to play in the NHL. So it's, it's a... It's a good learning environment all around, and I, I think the coaches do a really good job of preparing the players. The fact that Trent Vogelhuber has been in those guys' shoes before, what sort of role did that play when you guys hired him to be the head coach of the Monsters? It was funny because as, as a development coach and and with with a young Trent Vogelhuber playing in Springfield, and um, he was one of those players that you just thought in the back of your head, like, if this guy wants to, He's like, I don't know if he does, but if he wants to, I think he's going to be a really good coach. Um, and I, I think going through the process of, of of hiring him as an assistant and then him getting his feet wet that way and then being elevated to head coach, I just think he he deserved and earned everything. Like he works tirelessly. He's he's prepared. He does a great job in front of the players because that's half it. You, a coach can know what he's doing and know what he's talking about, but for him to be able to – you know, convey that to the players and make them understand, I think, I think is, is half of the coaching battle, you know, is trying to get your point across. But I think having Mike Havel in there as well as a, you know, as an ex NHL coach, assistant coach, and he coached in the the American league, he coached in the NHL, he coached the East coast league, coached in college. So no matter what player comes through his system or, or through the, the monsters of the D men or any player, he's dealt with that, personality before so i think that's great and obviously with mark latestu you know not too far from removed from the game as well he's a he's a wealth of information for any of those guys and 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 they just they just like playing for him as well outside of the obvious and a player like trey fix walansky who are some of the guys that are coming into their own as pros right now that blue jackets fans should maybe be excited about you know i I think under the radar a little bit is is puccia you know, he's a guy, if, if, you, if you end up watching a game, you might not notice a lot of the really good things that he does because he's not a flashy guy. He's not the, he's not the, the sauce pass type of guy that you're going to see on Twitter and all that. But if you really watch him, he does so many pro, he has so many pro qualities to his game that it's, it's, it's really fun to watch when you really look at him and he, he can play up and down the lineup. He's on the first line and the second line, he can kill penalties. He can on the power play. So he's, he's a guy that really keep an eye on because he's not someone that's going to jump out at you, but you know, he's going to be a player that that plays for a long time. You look at the numbers this year and you see Stanislav Svozil and he's got pretty solid numbers for a rookie defenseman playing his first season as a pro. How has he adjusted to the American hockey league and the pro game in general? He's coming along. He's he's one of those guys. He's very he's a very intelligent player. Uh, makes a lot. And he so he you know he, he's he's going to get there quicker. Like he's going to be in the NHL quicker because he's not going through. He's, he he is, but he isn't not going through a lot of these little things that the rookies do. You know, making bad passes or trying to make something out of nothing. He if he doesn't have anything, it's off the boards and out. It's a very simple game. 
Um, and then you watch him on the power play. He makes very subtle moves, but it, it makes the defender or the, the the forward coming up at him go one way. He passes the other. He's, you know, he plays the top of the and the, and the point on the power play, and he's the guy that's a lot of times setting up a Bemstrom or a, a Fixlansky or a, or a guys in front of the net. So he's he's kind of that quarterback on the power play, especially when KJ's not there, which which he isn't anymore. So. You know, suppose it'll be, he'll have a lot more, a bigger responsibility, definitely, and that KJ's not there anymore. Well, you bring up Ken Johnson. Why was it the right time to call him up? Um, his opportunity was one of them. Um, but as we were talking about him, you know, talking with the Armo, talking with the coaches um, in both places, they were like, he's he's done everything we've asked. Um, it, was, it, was, it was tough for him to go down. He played the whole year last year, never played in the minors before. But going down... We, you know, one of the biggest messages for him was just to to go down and play lots of minutes, have fun again, get your game back, um, you know, have the puck on your stick, make plays, all those little things that you not necessarily get to do in the NHL as a young player. Um, he can do it, but you want him to have the success of doing it because if he's playing limited minutes, uh, so not on the power play or in another lineup, if, if that's where it goes to, you know, it's way better for him to play 20 ish minutes a night and have success um, than to, than to do that. And, and he did like, he went down, he's, he's a hockey player. Like he, you know, it's, like I said, it's tough to swallow, but once you, once you start playing, once you start having fun, once you start having success and winning games, it's, it's a different environment. So he's, He's done everything, and when we called him up, I told him that. I said, I really appreciated the way you came down and, you know, embraced everything. You weren't a, an NHL guy in the American League. You were, you were one of the guys. Uh, I know his best friend's Christensen, so I think that uh, that helped having Jake down there as well. But and I told him, I was like, you did everything you were supposed to do. And I said, I really appreciate it because a lot of the guys look up to you because they want to be in your position. Um, so, and he did that. He, he he came down, he was in the office with the coaches. He's, you know, in all the meetings, asking questions and, and all those things. So he's he's a true professional. And, and with him coming up right now with the success that he's had with us in Cleveland, I think we're hoping that just translates and he goes and he never comes back because we didn't want him going up and down. We wanted whatever time he spent there, that was it. He hits the ground running when he gets back to Columbus and he never looks back. No more Ken Johnson with the Monsters, but they were still a top team in the AHL without him. Is there a next step for the Monsters? Obviously a great start this year, but is there another step that you want to see them take? It is. You know, we've had a lot of success um, points-wise from our top two lines. Um, and we want to we want to start making sure our, our bottom, what, what we have as our bottom six right now, but these guys are, can play top minutes as well. So they're young, they're learning, they're learning how to be pros. So they're, I think the, between myself and, and, and Trent, we're, we're making sure these guys start, you know, now there were 20 something games in, you know, a quarter, almost a third of the season. in. we want these guys now getting more minutes, starting to uh, getting more responsibilities, getting power play time. If, if they deserve it, getting PK time, if they deserve it, end of the game, if we're up a goal or, you know, we want these guys in those positions. Um, so it, it's it's good for them to see how to win. And now it, it's time for them to be involved more in that in that process of, you know, winning or learning how to win um, or learning how to be a pro. So I, I think there's that next step in the process, which I think I think these guys can handle it, too.
Again, that was the Blue Jackets Director of Player Personnel and Cleveland Monsters General Manager Chris Clark. And how about what he had to say on Kent Johnson? I think that is so good to hear about, KJ, that it is obviously really, really difficult to go through what he had to go through to be an NHL player full-time last year and then have the franchise that drafted you say, hey, Kent, we think we need you to go to the AHL, you know, regain your confidence, get some more ice time, get some more puck touches, and then not throw a fit about it, not have a bad attitude about it. I just think that says so much about Ken Johnson. And as a Blue Jackets fan, I think that should really excite you. And interestingly enough, the next guy that we're going to talk to, Luca Del Belbaluz, was affected by Kent Johnson's time in Cleveland. He thinks that Kent Johnson helped him out a lot. Now, a little bit more on Luca. if you're unfamiliar with who he is. The Blue Jackets selected him in the second round of the 2022 draft, so not this past summer, but the year before that in Montreal, and he went on to finish his final year of junior last season and then make the leap to pro hockey this year. He's a forward, he can play center, he can play on the wing, and he had kind of a rough start to his pro career. He was a healthy scratch the first couple of weeks but that was by design as he's going to tell you in just a moment but after that he's been in the monsters lineup essentially ever since and he's getting more and more comfortable as a pro it seems like he's got nine points in his first 12 games in cleveland and he's starting to feel good of course plenty he wants to continue to get better at but he's comfortable in the pro game right now which is really the most important thing so let's not waste any more time and get right to it here he is blue jackets prospect luca del belbaluz All right, Lucas, so your first season as a pro, you're playing in Cleveland with the Monsters. What's been the biggest change from, you know, going from junior hockey to now being a pro? I mean, I think the biggest change is just the hockey in general. I mean, you're playing against men uh, opposed to playing against, you know, 19, 20-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds. So you're playing against guys that are like 30, 30-plus, 30 and it's definitely much faster and a stronger game. So it definitely takes an adjustment. And, uh, yeah, that's probably like the biggest change. How do you like it compared to junior hockey? I mean, it's got to be completely different in a sense, right? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely way different. I mean, just in the sense like the way you get treated with all the staff and every everything. Like, there's like anything you need, it's it's there for you, and they help you a lot along the way. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been awesome so far. Has anything been challenging for you in taking this step? Yeah, like you said, I didn't really play the first couple of games. Um, we just wanted to, you know, make sure I was ready. And, you know, confident and strong enough so that I wasn't just getting thrown into the fire and, you know, with with nothing and not knowing what to do. So it was just kind of like a learning curve for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I think just like I said, it's, you're playing against men. So obviously uh, there's challenges within like, you know, puck battles and stuff. But, you know, it's something that, you know, we're adjusting to and, you know, spending a lot of time in the gym has, uh, you know, it's been really helpful. Do you think that was a benefit, the fact that you did have some time to, I guess, get your feet wet and not get thrown right into the fire, like you said? Yes, 100%. I mean, like, obviously, we have, we have a really talented team. Um, so a lot of our practices are battle-based, and we spend a lot of times, you know, or I spend a lot of time, you know, going against, you know, all, all players on our team. So kind of got, yeah, like you said, my feet wet and, you know, was able to go into battles with those guys and see what it was kind of like. And then, uh, yeah, then ended up getting into my first couple of games. How have you seen your game change over the last couple of months? Uh, I think, honestly, the first couple of games, you know, I don't, I've just kind of been more confident. Um, you know, I, the first couple of games, I didn't really 
you know, like I was kind of timid and going to certain areas. Now I just, you know, I want to have the puck on my stick. I want to be able to make plays and just kind of play the game that, you know, I'm confident in playing. There's so much of this season left. Where do you want to see you take your game? Where do you want to see that game go? Uh, just to be, you know, continue to be, you know, a 200 foot player, whether they have me on the wing or in center, uh, just being able to, you know, win my puck battles, uh, you know, hopefully points will come and, uh, you know, as I play in structure and, you know, do good things around the ice. So, yeah, just trying to, you know, be a complete, you know, 200 foot player. That way I can, you know, help my team win some hockey games. You mentioned there that the skill level of the monsters is out of this world. What's the dynamic in that dressing room like? Because it's a pretty good mix of some veteran guys and then lots of young Blue Jackets prospects. Yeah, I mean, like there is a lot of talent. I mean, also with like Kent Johnson, when he got sent down, you know, Emil Pemstrom, uh, Eric Robinson, Blankenberg. Like there's a lot of guys on our team that have a lot of NHL games, even Gonser. Um so, yeah, they, they bring a lot of NHL talent and, you know, you like to lean on those guys for, you know, tips and whatever they have to say. So you, you listen to those guys a lot and, you know, they're really talented players. And yeah. Did those guys have anything for you specifically? Like, have they helped you out in any specific ways? I mean, when Ken was here, I spent a lot of time with Ken and, you know, he's a really, you know, confident player. I find like he's really confident in his game and, you know, he's really special with the puck as everyone can see. Like, I don't think there's anyone better and, you know, he's a very smart hockey player. So, you know, I we spent a lot of time together and I kind of just try to learn certain things, the way he would, you know, talk about the game or how we would watch certain clips after each game. And yeah, he's just a player that I just kind of, you know, learned off of. What do you like about the coaching staff there? Because anytime I talk to a Monsters player about Trent Vogelhuber, seems like things are going well and, and they like the way that Vogelhuber coaches the team. I, I He's a phenomenal coach. I mean, Obviously, he's a younger guy and he kind of, you know, gets gets it in the sense of like what it's like to be a player considering he played here and, you know, he's been through it all. And he's very easy to talk to. Like if you need anything, like it's very easy to go up to him and talk to him. Uh, if you're in a little bit of a slump or anything, like, you know, you're not afraid to like go ask him any questions. So he's very easy to talk to, like I said. And yeah, it's, he's, he's been awesome. Why do you think that is like what makes him unique in that sense where there's not that intimidation factor necessarily? I don't know. I think he just brings like a good energy to the rink every day. Like he's not, he's never in like a bad mood. He's always coming to the rink with a smile and uh, yeah, he's, he's yeah. Just very easy to go up to and talk to. What about the other coaches that are there between Mike Havlin and Mark Letestu? That's lots of years of experience there, especially with Letestu playing a number of NHL seasons. So has that helped you too? Yes. I mean, especially with Testy, uh, he's obviously played, like you said, a lot of NHL uh, seasons. And uh, he's also really good in the face-off circle. So obviously that's something that I'm trying to, you know, take pride in right now and trying to work on is face-offs. And, you know, having him as a coach is obviously really good because he was a really good centerman himself. So, yeah, I mean, with the same things with uh, Mike Havlin, uh, they both bring, you know, excellent, excellent vibes to the rink. They're always, you know, walking into the rink happy. They're never, like, never upset. They always want to talk. So, yeah, I think it's just good, good energy from our locker room. With so many young players on the team all trying to do the same thing, everybody's trying to get better, everybody's trying to make it to the NHL, what is the vibe within the team? Like, does it feel like you're all, it's it's a developmental team, but you're all pulling in the same direction? You know what I mean there? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we're all fighting for the same thing, I guess you can say. But honestly, like, we are a really close team. We spend a lot of time together away from the rink. And yeah, I mean the building I live in is about like five other guys that live or four, three other guys, sorry, that live with me here. 
and uh yeah we spend pretty much all all time together so we're we're really close and yeah it's it's fun it's fun to be around who are some of your buddies on the team uh i spent a spent a lot of time with uh james malatesta uh, and jake christensen i mean they're both they both live in my in this building here with me so uh we spend a lot of dinners together you know we'll go for lunch and we'll kind of just hang out in each other's apartments and you know whatever it is play video games together whatever so we we spend we spend quite a bit of time together among all the ahl cities you could be in cleveland is a great place i think you and i have talked about that before what are some of your favorite things to do away from the rink i would have to say i don't know honestly like we go to a lot of restaurants together i think just spending time like like checking out all the restaurants and like just being together is just something special and something that you'll like always remember you were able to check out a few Cleveland Cavaliers games. So how's, uh, yeah. how's that hookup? Yeah, that, that hookup's unreal. I think <laughs> it's, it feels like we go to a, a game every week and like, it's the atmosphere is awesome there. Obviously same thing with us. Like our, the monsters fans are, it's insane. Like the amount of people that we get at our games and uh, that may atmosphere at our games are, is crazy. Do you have any good stories from any of those NBA games? Have you got to meet anybody? Uh, yeah, we actually did. We got to meet Miles Garrett who's uh, like a part owner, I think now with, with the Cavaliers. And um, yeah, we were, we were, I was after the game against Golden State because we really wanted to see Stephen Curry. Obviously like he's a pretty good basketball player. So went to go watch them. And uh, after the game, our security guard that like works for us when, when we have our games, he's like uh, one of the under the basket security guards. So we, like we saw like all the kind of players like on the court and whatnot. And Miles Garrett was down there. And um, uh, his name's Timmy. Timmy, we were trying to like flag him down from like the stands, and he finally we got his attention, and he like brought us down to the court, and like Miles Garrett and like his parents and everything were there, and um, actually, uh, Sammy Canasco, he had a Miles Garrett jersey on because that day the Browns were playing earlier, so we watched the Browns game and then went to the Cavs game. So Sammy was wearing a Miles Garrett jersey, and his mom saw that he was wearing a jersey, and we were like begging for a photo. We were like like come on like timmy is there anything you can do to get us a photo then lucky enough like timmy went to go talk to the mom the mom like was loving the fact that he had the jersey on and uh he came over like talked to us for a bit took a picture so that's probably one of the coolest moments yeah, i'd have to say oh that sounds awesome you mentioned uh all the great fans there in cleveland what does it mean to have that support because that building first of all it's a great building to play in and it's full almost all the time yeah i mean the building itself is very nice and you know, the fact that they like pretty much fill it up like when we play is is electric. I mean, I don't think I, I mean, I haven't been to a better rink uh, yet in the AHL. So, um, yeah, it gets super loud in there and it's it's awesome. It's been a great year for you guys through the first couple of months. What are the team goals as this season goes on? I'm sure you guys have had those conversations and kind of the next step for the Monsters. Uh, honestly, like, yeah, like we like you said, we kind of got us to a hot, hot start and it's just for us like trying to just play to our structure like we know what we have to do and we know what our goals are you know what we have to do to win hockey games and you know there's little things that we go over every single day that uh that yeah help us win hockey games it's not really more of like oh focusing on one thing it's just like just as a team structure like in overall what about you personally, Luca? Like, what do you want to do the remainder of this season? I think you have, what, nine points in your first 12 AHL games. You had three assists this past weekend, which is, it's great to see for you. But what's that next step for you? I think for me, like, I, I'm spending a lot of time in the gym. 
with uh, the strength trainer here. And that's, that's the biggest thing for me. I want to be able to, you know, put on weight and get stronger so that, yeah, like obviously playing here is great, but obviously the next step is that you want to play for Columbus and you want to make it to, you know, the NHL. So I think the biggest thing for me is to, you know, be able to get stronger and spend a lot of more time in the gym. All right, Luca. Well, I appreciate you taking this time and I'm hoping that we see you in Columbus sooner rather than later and we can have these chats in person. Yeah, thank you. Always great to catch up with Blue Jackets prospect Luca Del Belbaluz and a brand new Miles Garrett fan, I suppose. How about that story there? I had seen on social media that a number of Monsters players were checking out Cavs games, but I did see that those guys had the opportunity to meet Miles Garrett. Just funny to hear how it all came together with Samuel Kanashko wearing the Miles Garrett jersey. And I suppose Miles Garrett's mom saw it and liked it and said, hey, son, you got to meet these guys. But really, really funny to hear how all of that came together. Now, the Monsters are going to be right back at it tonight, actually, in a battle of two mighty forces in the AHL this season. We talked about how Cleveland is sitting in first place in the North Division. They're 7-2-1 in their last 10 games. Well, they are going to be taking on the Hartford Wolfpack, the affiliate of the New York Rangers. They're in second place in the Atlantic Division, and just like the Monsters, they are 7-2-1 in their last 10 games. So two hot teams going at it tonight should be very exciting to see them face off. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Pipeline Podcast presented by Ruoff Mortgage. First, a big thank you to Chris Clark for taking the time to chat. Uh, I want to say thank you as well to the Monsters communication staff for setting things up with Luca. And of course, I appreciate Luca taking that time out of his busy schedule. As always, thank you for joining me on the Pipeline Podcast. Cannot wait to talk again in two weeks.